0: Hey guys, Jason here with the Salty Dogs Podcast. This is a bonus episode that I recorded with Brad Bates from the Angry Christian Podcast. You can find more of his stuff over at eagerfortruth.com. We had him on an episode earlier this season, and he and I decided to record this bonus episode together called Best Practices for angry christians on social media things have been a little crazy recently on social media and it's easy to get caught up in the in the craziness so we wanted to record this episode and hopefully help you guys out hope you enjoy
1: hello everybody brad bates here your friendly host of the angry christian podcast and today i'm doing a collaborative episode with my buddy jason villanueva did i say that right
0: you said it perfectly, bro. Congratulations.
1: Yay! You won a prize. I, w- I was a little concerned. Um, Jason hails from uh, the great state of Kansas, and he is the host of the Salty Dogs podcast. We are doing this together. This is neither a Angry Christian or a Salty Dogs podcast. This is an Angry Dogs podcast. Or a, or, sal- or a
0: Salty Christian.
1: There you go. Or a Salty Christian podcast. Whichever way you want to look at it, um, that's how we are rolling. And have no fear. We are really social distancing here as i am based out of south carolina and jason based out of kansas so um, we're not touching we're not in the same room we're not even in the same state so how about
0: how six feet how about like 600 ish plus miles boom Going above and beyond for this whole deal.
1: Yeah, we are. We're taking it to the extreme, and uh, that's how we roll. Just like a lot of Christians. <laughs> exactly. And as you probably can't tell by the names of our podcast, we struggle maybe a little bit with anger, just a little, just a touch. and Just a tad. Just a tad. And wouldn't you know it, uh, social media just happens to be the perfect breeding ground for anger and angry Christians and salty dogs Like us, maybe you too. If you're anything like us and you scroll through Facebook or Twitter or probably not Instagram, because I don't, I can't think of anything that's like angry on on Instagram unless you get mad at somebody's food choices or something. Uh, But if you're scrolling through Facebook or Twitter at any given point in the day, I'm sure you're going to find enough nonsense to trigger that angry Christian inside of you, that incredible Hulk lying deep beneath that is just screaming. To get out. Especially uh, in today's political and religious climate, coupled with the wonderful COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus, a.k.a. Uh, Wuhan virus, a.k.a. CV. The Rona. Corona, or the Rona. The Rona. <laughs> the Rona. My, 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 my Rona. Um, That is, <laughs> that's terrible. Hey, we got a pandemic going on, is what I'm trying to get across. And uh, everybody's got an opinion on the matter. And, Uh, Between all these things, you have a perfect recipe for an angry disaster or a salty disaster. I'm just going to put it like that, angry or salty. Uh, So thus begins this fight to really squash the anger before you let your fingers do the talking and get you into a whole heap of unnecessary trouble. And as an expert, and Jason's probably an expert as well, this never ends well, does it?
0: It certainly does not, my friend, and it is a big steamy heap of crazy sometimes
1: <laughs> big steamy heap um, speaking of heaps yeah so <laughs> speaking of heap, COVID-19 uh, I, I promised I'd stay away from this um, it is not a topic I want to keep going down I am so over the COVID-19 but anyway recently uh, Jason decided to take a hiatus from social media uh, Jason can you tell us why you did that well it's
0: it's been a long time coming I do it every once in a while but I, uh, I was indulging, mm. very much indulging, and just uh, super angry, and I was exhibiting pretty much zero self-control when it came to refraining from making salty comments on post and, uh, and comment, other people's comments, where I just flat out disagreed, and I was finding great pleasure in bashing people's stances <laughs> and beliefs when I thought they were wrong. Uh, I, I took the, I took the low road, my friend, uh, I, I, I got on the, I got on the pedestal and, uh, everybody was wrong and, and I was right about everything. And, uh, yeah, I, I did that a little bit on one of your uh, posts when you were talking about <laughs> some things and, and, uh, anyways, it just, it kind of got out of hand mm. and my entire days, we're being distracted by me jumping on Facebook and making comments and being the, the social media warrior. Yeah. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, am supposed to be working from home and I am, but I can't, I have to admit (laughs) that. Yeah. I'm, I'm checking social media. I'm checking Facebook and seeing what people are responding to when I'm, when I'm posting things. And, uh, man, I just got to the point to where I, 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 was done being upset and angry all day and, it was just time to get sober, man. That's the, that's the phrase that, that I took on. I was going to take a little bit of a break and try and get sober, really just distance myself away from all of, all of that craziness and just kind of see what life is like right. without having my, my face in the screen. And so, um, yeah, I've, I've been off for a couple of days now and haven't really, uh, bashed anybody on <laughs> Facebook. So that's progress. And, you know, really, um, putting the phone down is one thing, but then allowing the Lord to do a work in my heart. That's, that's another thing. And so I suppose that's kind of where I am right now, but yeah, really, really need to take some time away. And of course I'm not saying everybody should do this, but uh, Mm -hmm. for me, it was absolutely what was needed for me and feeling like I'm in a pretty good place at this point. So good. Yep.
1: Well, I will say that you inspired me to take a brief hiatus myself, although mine only lasted for 36 hours. So you're already doing better than me in that regard. Um, But I did feel like it was enough to help me feel refreshed and get a good perspective on my own triggers, if you will, and find some creative ways to help cull the anger before the anger drew me in. Uh, Because I was finding myself in kind of a similar boat. Um, I noticed. uh, You noticed. (laughs) I just, I was getting frustrated. I was getting uh, mostly frustrated with just uh, feeling like everybody is just losing it for whatever reason. And... And, and people adding to it and throwing gasoline on the fire rather than trying to um have a level head and of course you know my response to throwing gasoline on the fire is to throw gasoline on the fire so uh, <laughs> that's how you well, handle a the li- fire
0: <laughs> right we had we had a little bit of solidarity going on in our in our Facebook messenger we would say did you see that one thing and did you see that other thing and <laughs> kind of going back and forth and having some camaraderie in that. But I just want to say one thing before we go any further, you know, I'm, I'm kind of speaking lighthearted about this and I can look back and, and I can say, oh yeah, I was doing this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other, but man, I have to admit, I I said some pretty nasty things and, and really judged, uh, people's, um, their actions just by their comments on Facebook and, and to take it a step further, you know, I can read what they say and, and make a judgment on what they believe. But truly, I think what I was doing was, kind of making a, a final judgment about who they are as people. And and I just have to admit that that's absolutely wrong. And so, you know, I joke, I jest, I kid, but I truthfully see the error in my way and am working hopefully to, uh, to correct that and allow the Lord to do some correction in me. So just wanted to give that little uh, preface there.
1: Well, I will ditto that. Um, I've definitely been guilty of that. That, Honestly, that's kind of where the whole Angry Christian podcast was birthed from, was realizing that I've got a bit of a short fuse and um, needing to work on... Myself, so I can totally echo that, feel that, and uh, respect that. Um, I respect it when people recognize it in themselves and are willing to, you know, take the necessary steps to fix that. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Really, is is practical ways, right? Some best practices that us salty Christians and angry dogs uh, can take when we're on social media, because, like I said, social media tends to be one of those those um, Hotbeds of of controversy, and I think it's easy. Oh, for sure. It's easy because um, when you think about it, you're you're hidden behind a, a screen, and you feel emboldened for whatever reason uh, when you're on social media to say the things that you probably aren't going to say to somebody's face. Um, Certainly not. I mean, I might have at one point in my life said it to their face. In fact, I like to tell myself that I'm only... I'm saying things that I used to... By the way, this is what I used to say to myself to justify. (laughs) I would say things like, you know, I'm only saying, uh, you know, what I would say to your face. Uh, But I don't know that that was true. I think I was trying to tell myself that, convince myself that I was, but I really don't think I would have said those things to their faces because there's something different that happens when you're in a face-to-face interaction with somebody. Yeah. And your, your, uh, your confidence goes down a little bit. So.
0: Well, I don't, you know, I, I think I'm a little more interested in what people have to say and why they think the way that they do. So when I see, when I see somebody make what I th- would say is a stupid comment or <laughs> or absurd, you know, and, and truthfully, I, I feel like I was, I get mo- most upset as what toward what I consider absurd, mm. you know, just complete absurdity. Like, you know, we're not under martial law. Come on. So, anyways, we won't get into that. But nope. I, I would be more likely to have a, a pretty peaceful face-to-face conversation with people if someone would be like, "Oh, yeah, we're under martial law." And I would say, "Oh, yeah. Why? Why do you think that? Oh, well, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen that. Go ahead and pull that up. Let's see. You know, what news source is that? Well, where's that at? That's in California. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that was going on. Well, you know, that's not totally the entire country but maybe there's some stuff happening there that certainly shouldn't be happening but right. you know I wouldn't go as far to make that that statement. So I would have more of a a a calm collected discourse I suppose mm-hmm. um, rather than you know on Facebook it's just you and we just have to admit that there's something about you know, you get some sort of rush or you like feeling like you're right and other people are wrong. You know, I'll, I'll admit that much.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, and it's even better when you get people start liking your comments. Right. And then so there's that. Oh, yes, please. That additional motivation to keep saying the dumb things that you're saying. So
0: dopamine, dopamine, dopamine,
1: <laughs> dopamine. Uh, that's true. And and that wasn't something I was going to go into. But uh, there are I've read, read up on things where there is an aspect of Facebook and the likes and, um, you know, people liking or commenting on your stuff that gives you a shot of dopamine. So it is a bit of an addiction, um, and it kind of feeds that. And I was definitely, uh, addicted to being an angry social media warrior. Uh, that's what I called it. Social media warrior, um, not that long ago. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I talked about a little bit about that on your podcast, uh, a while back, but so I'm not going to repeat all that. Um, but definitely get that. So, uh, we're going to talk about some practical things that we can do. And I'll be honest. Um, we're not coming at this as experts because, uh, we're still working on these things ourselves. So we're talking to ourselves probably just as much as we're talking to you guys. Um, these are practical steps that we are wanting to practice in our own life, and we're and we're hoping maybe that it will help you and provide you some practical um, steps in your own life as well. So right.
0: So I think the way that I phrased it to you was saying, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's do a best practices for being on social media as an angry Christian." That's right. And so we have uh, put our brains together, <laughs> and Brad has actually. Utilize technology, aka Google Docs, to allow us to be able to work together to come up with a list. So we actually have a list written down
1: for you guys that we thought about. So yes, we do. Well, well, let's do it. All right, Jason, give us the first point here. What's the first best practice for an angry Christian on social media?
0: Well, if you've ever heard of the phrase "triggered," and you've seen the me, seen the memes where there's like the triggered face where, you know, the teeth are gritted and the eyes are bulging and it's like, Oh, you triggered me. (laughs) Right. And, and typically it goes along with some sort of hashtag snowflake joke. Well, we all have to admit that there are things that trigger us and it's different for different people, Mm. but, I would put it this way if you ever remember the the TV show Family Guy uh not the best <laughs> show in the world but there was a segment that Peter did it was called grind my gears you know what really grinds my gears you know what really right? grinds so, my gears
1: that's right
0: yep yeah, that's right so know what grinds your gears you you got to know what's going to trigger you and I'll just I will tell you that um there are times where I've sought out instances where I knew I'd be triggered by going to certain pages and following certain people. Let oh, me yeah. just say that that's, that's absolutely <laughs> counterproductive, <laughs> yes, right? It is. It's Yes, it is. super counterproductive. Uh, we want to be right about what we think, well, um, and believe. I but mean,
1: when you're right, you're right. So
0: that's right. And if you're, if you're not right, you're last, or is that <laughs> the way the quote goes? <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. The, uh, the very popular and famous Will Ferrell in the movie Talladega Nights. <laughs> yep. There you go. But so we want to be right and um, about what we think and we believe, but here's the deal. Being right and being a jerk is wrong. Mm-hmm. So just because you might be right about something doesn't mean that you have a license to be a jerk about it. And for some reason, I felt like I had that license. And so no matter which way you twist it or turn it, you can't be a jerk. So don't, so know your triggers, know exactly what's going to set you off and don't go seeking out those places or those people. (laughs) Don't go and join the groups of the pages where I I knew I could get on my pedestal and really, really be on one. So how, how much do you want me to be honest here? Should I tell you some (laughs) of the pages that really drove me crazy or
1: should I not? That's entirely up to you. I mean, if you want to be transparent and expose these group I mean, um expose yourself. Hey, we won't go there. We we'll just
0: if you can email me saltydogspodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you a link. So you can go follow those pages and groups. Psych! There you go. That would be counterproductive. That would be, then you'd be
1: kind of throwing gasoline on the fire right there. That's right.
0: Yep. Now, so yep. Know your triggers. What do you, what have you got?
1: I, I well, first I want to say, I agree with you on that one. I used to be the guy that would go, um, uh, not used to be, I still do on occasion. Um, you know, I, would be the guy that would go out and find the flat earth or, You know, Facebook pages or back in the day, I used to be really involved in the abortion fight and, um, yeah, I would seek out like pro-choice pages (laughs) and just drop little bombs and then like watch the fire rage and sit back and, uh, have this evil look on my face and a smile and I'm going, oh yeah, I (laughs) am just, I'm, I'm burning them with some truth, man, giving them the truth. And, uh, so did
0: you ever get kicked off or banned from pages?
1: Um, no. Um, but, uh, I did lose my job over something like that. Right. Yeah. So that was bad. And I wasn't
0: trying to bring that up, but yeah. It's okay.
1: It's, it's a part of my history and it's just a, a reality, but yeah. Um, so know your triggers. Don't, as they
0: say, as they say in the Christian world, he takes your history and
1: makes it his story. Oh, oh man. We are cliche to the extreme tonight. (laughs) (laughs) cliche and movies all night long. Um, so yeah, cool. Well, uh, my best practice, the one that I I would follow up that with that is kind of in line with what you're saying, which is to remind yourself that you don't have to respond. Um, seriously, I I know this is really hard for those of us that are extremely, uh, opinionated people like me. Um, but you really don't have to respond to every silly little thing you see on social media. And, Certainly not. Uh, and it helps because when you're when you know your triggers and you're not looking for the fights, it it does help that you don't uh, see those things, so you're not uh, tempted, if you will. You're not like sticking yourself in temptation's way. But at the same time, should you stumble upon something that just grinds your gears, um, guess what? You don't have to say anything. You don't have to respond, you don't have to comment, you don't have to put uh, a silly little meme on there, Um, you don't have to do any of that. In fact, I realize that it's uh, easier said than done, right? But potentially, what you need to do is just use that little wheel that's in the middle of your mouse, it's called a a scroll button, or the little mouse wheel, and just scroll on past it, and ignore it. (laughs) Right, I know it's. I, I'm saying that sarcastically because I do realize that it's difficult because you see those things and you are like, mm, especially when you see something that you know is like massively in error, right? Right, and you're going, oh mm, uh, ah, uh, they need to be corrected. Uh, and and maybe they do, but it doesn't have to be you. So truth, just saying.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I was gonna say you you uh alluded to something that I typically think to myself is that the easiest way to take power of some power away from something or someone is to just simply ignore them or the thing, and that leads me to my next point, which is unfollow, unfollow unfollow oh yeah <laughs> but seriously, like. It out of sight, out of mind, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you just, if you just ignore something, it, well, I'm not going to say just because you ignore something, it goes away. But when it comes to social media, you can literally remove yourself from that world and be removed from it so that it will have no effect on your life whatsoever. When you jump on that platform and you start scrolling and you're seeing what people are seeing, uh, saying and doing, you know, you're, you're placing yourself into that world. And let me just say this, like, Social media is not bad in and of itself. It's not evil, right? Facebook's not the devil, um, Twitter's not the devil, Instagram's not <laughs> the devil. But people will always take something, and you know they'll use it for um, for bad purposes, for evil, and that kind of thing. But sure. it's not innate. Social media platforms innately are not evil. But mm-hmm. you know when people get a hold of them, all kinds of things can happen, and that's what we're talking about. You know, it's, we first of all have to admit at least that we're angry or salty in in some way, shape, or form that we have triggers and that getting on social media sometimes makes those things, uh, kind of flare up Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, so anyways, unfollowing is really a great way to just kind of get that stuff out from in front of your eyes. And so I have, you know, typically I, it's kind of funny. I felt like unfriending people is a little harsh like I, I'm kind of a feeler, and I'm kind of a people person. I'm a relationships guy. Yeah. So for me to unfriend somebody on Facebook, to me that seems a little extreme. <laughs> but was, yeah, would you? Do you feel that way, or not
1: really? No, I do. Um, in fact, um, we'll probably hit that up at, at another point. Uh, about unfriending. But yeah, I I feel like um unfollowing is one of those easy ways where you can stop being triggered by the things others are saying, yet maintaining um. Uh, a sense of relationship with them because they don't turn around and go, hey, you uh, you unfriended me. What's up with that? You know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I get that. No, but I that's, totally get that.
0: That's totally true. And I think that's one of the, the greatest things Facebook has implemented is you can unfollow or turn off notifications or whatever it is, but they're still your friends. So you, you can actually s- jump on and be
1: like, you can actually put them to, uh, what is it? Put them to sleep or, uh, it's like, like temporary snooze for 30 days or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can snooze them so that you don't get anything from them for like 30 days at all.
0: Yeah. But when I click that unfollow button, really, it's not me saying like, I can't handle you. You're an idiot. It's me saying I'm at a place to where I just can't look at the stuff that you're posting right now because it's causing me to be triggered. And I keep using that word triggered <laughs> and it feels so like, you know, millennial, whatever It feels even cliche in this, in this climate, (laughs) but, but seriously, there are things that people will say and do. And Mm -hmm. typically from certain denominations and church paradigms and that kind of stuff I have, you know, typically have an aversion towards those things, but, um, and I'll just say, you know what, man, I love you as a person, but my heart is just not in the right place. And And again, it's that whole, like, Hey, it's not you, it's me. So like I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's not you, it's me. Um. And so I think it's just important to to be uh, transparent in that regard. But yeah. Again, just I've purposely followed pages and joins join groups where I knew I'd I'd want to get into it with people, and um I've significantly reduced my salty comments, my saltiness, just by simply <laughs> getting out of the groups and then following those pages. And yeah. Um, you know, there's been times where I've added people who are just in acquaintances and um, they believe, <clears throat> excuse me, differently than I do. Mm-hmm. And and just so you know, that's like 100% of the time. Yeah. Everybody's not going to agree 100% of everything that you believe and think. I think
1: we agree but, pretty um, much like 105% of the time. Right?
0: Yes, all the time, everybody. <laughs> All the Christians for all of history have agreed on everything concerning Always. faith and Christianity. Always. Yep. So, but, but not, not to spend too much time on this point anymore, but if you find yourself unable to see people's posts without getting mm-hmm. pissed off and there's that stuff going on in your heart man, just unfollow, you're not in front of them, unfollow and again, allow the Lord to do some, some stuff in your heart. So yeah, that's uh yeah,
1: that's I, a handy little tool. Absolutely. And I've actually had to do it with pages that i joined not because i was going there like purposefully seeking out people to argue with i joined it because i thought it was like going to be a really good group right um like for instance i there was one i won't name the group you were but deceived i was deceived uh no it was a group it was built around the book uh francis chan's book letters to the church and i joined it with the um Expectation that we were going to be going there to talk about the book and the insights that we were getting, and initially it started out that way, but then it became a huge like bash the church, um, yeah, group. And so I ended up actually leaving the group a little bit. That might be how we met each other. No, we were
0: in a Christian podcaster group.
1: Oh, that's what it was. Uh, See, yeah, Yeah. no, but I'm I'm still in that group.
0: Yeah, letters to the church.
1: Yeah. And, and so, I actually left it because I was getting I was getting frustrated because I felt like, one, it was missing the point, and uh, two, it was dragging me in, and I was starting to get into stupid arguments I didn't need to get into. So, I left the group, um, which is something also that you can do, like being a part of a group doesn't um, necessarily, uh, you can still connect with people that you may have friended on those, um, but you don't have to be a part of that group anymore, and, and nobody's going to be like... Um, you know, Where's of, that Brad guy? Yeah, where is he? Uh, he was so insightful. Why, why did he have to leave? But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, before I get myself into trouble yeah. here, um, what's next? <laughs> what's next is uh, the next point is remember who and what you represent. Um, I think this one is is a a big key point here, and I think when you when you understand this, this will define or at least help define. And always be kind of that grounding point for you um, when you start running into trouble. Um, as a Christian, we have to understand that we don't represent ourselves to this world. Right. We represent Jesus Christ. We are Jesus to the world. We are His ambassadors. Uh, you know, for His kingdom um, to a, a different kingdom. This kingdom of the earth of this world, and we are we are representing His kingdom, which His kingdom looks nothing like this world. And right. unfortunately, when we allow our anger to take over in ungodly and unhealthy ways, we look less and like Jesus and his kingdom, right? And we begin to lend more credence to the complaints that unbelievers say about Christians that we aren't loving people or that we don't practice what we pe- uh, preach I about said mm-hmm. peach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, 1 John Did- 4, 8. 8- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was
0: just going to ask you a real quick question. So. Yep. What do you? I I often wonder if Jesus had a social media account. What
1: kind of things do you think he would post? I'm thinking probably um, maybe his miracles. Like he'd be like, check this out. Uh, Picture one, just a vase of water. Picture two, a vase of wine. Oh my gosh.
0: Before and afters? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) DIY water to wine. Before, here's the blind guy. After, here's the seeing guy, you know. Uh, yeah, here's wow. the guy who can't walk and now he can. Woohoo. Um I think
0: he would have the best memes ever. He would. He'd be Jesus would be straight up be my meme dealer.
1: You know, I think we don't give Jesus enough credit to have a personality. We always think that he's like kind of boring, right? At least when I was growing up, we always had this image in our heads that Jesus had no sense of humor that he, and I think he's probably a hilarious guy, you know. Um I mean he he created me, so. so he clearly has a sense of humor. He made a giraffe, which is the most entertaining creature <laughs> on earth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know <laughs> he's got a sense of humor. he 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 appreciates humor and um, he gave it to us. it's it's something in us. we're made in his image. so when we have a sense of humor, we're actually um, exhibiting. Part of his character, you know. Um, Amen. So Agreed. So I believe that firmly. Um, but 1 John 4, 8, it reminds us that God is love. That's what it says. It says God is love. And it actually says that if you have no love, you don't know God. Uh, it goes so far as to say that. Woo. Um, but Paul also reminds us in 1 Corinthians 13, um, verses 4 through 7, and you're probably going to be familiar with this. This is basically where he describes what love looks like. Uh, He says that love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful. It's not rude or proud. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable. (laughs) Um, Oh boy! Yeah, boom! Uh, It doesn't keep a record of being wronged. Oh my gosh! This is just—it's getting deeper. It doesn't rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices when the truth wins. Uh, It never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. And um you know that's what that's what we represent. So we represent Jesus, that's the who, right? And what we represent right. is his love and and the love of God to this world. Um there's enough jerks in this world without us adding to the list. Uh, True. So remember who and what you represent.
0: Yeah definitely so and that's kind of hard to do right like we don't always keep that top of mind front of mind when we jump on social media yeah we're just like oh let me i mean honestly most of the time i jump on social media is because it's just out of habit right i have a i have a moment where i'm not thinking or working and i'm like oh let me pick up my phone and then you start scrolling it's not like every time i open the phone it's like you <laughs> know that Oh, thou Lord in heaven, let me represent thine kingdom well yes. on my Facebook feed from this moment forth. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yep. it's not this kind of uh, religious or sanctimonious act that we do every time we open up the app. So it's sure. it's kind of difficult, but I think, you know, maybe even just asking the Lord to keep that top of mind for us could probably be beneficial.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that's going to be the case, right? In every aspect of life, we're not going to the grocery store and and thinking to ourselves, "How can I be like Jesus in the grocery store?" Um, you know, my, you know,
0: maybe some people do, but not every day, all the time, every grocery right,
1: trip. Right. Right. Um, you know, I think about I my know. I think about my kids though, and you know, they're a lot like me, whether they wanted to be or not, and and the reason is is because they spent time with me. Um, you know, I'm a lot like my dad in a lot of ways, and it's because I spent time with him. And I catch myself; I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I acted just like my dad in that situation." Oh yeah. Um. And and that's going to be the case, right? The more time we spend with Jesus, the more time we spend getting to know our Father in Heaven, um, the more it will become part of our second nature uh, to do these things, and and less of a um, of a process of having to um get into the right frame of mind. I think that kind of goes to something you had posted actually a while ago about, um, you know, how do we truly experience change? Right. Yes. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, that it's was through
0: an... that time. So. Sure. Absolutely. So that brings me to my next practical point is that just kind of know that the Lord's wanting to change your heart in all of this. So if you've come to a point to where you say, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm salty enough to start, a podcast called Salty Dogs, <laughs> or I'm angry enough to start a podcast called Angry Christian. Then you know you've you've recognized the the issue in the heart. You know that there's some sort of character flaw going on, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you brought up First Corinthians 13, talking about you know it's the love chapter, and love is patient, yep. love is kind. You know the the opposite of that is like love is impatient, love is or excuse me, um, love is not impatient and is not unkind. Um, so. You know, I think about myself in that, and and oftentimes Jason's very impatient. Jason is very unkind, and so I look at these flaws in my life, and I'm just like, gosh darn it! Like, you know, how do I change? How do I get this under control? Well, for me, really, it's knowing number one that the Lord wants to do the work in me. It's mm-hmm. not just like I'm sitting here begging him, like, Lord, change my heart. And he's like, yeah, okay, well, maybe not. that's his desire. It's his will for my heart, right? Like, mm-hmm. for those he. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of the likeness of his son. So, yeah. if we're in relationship with him, that your destiny is conformity to the likeness of Christ, and we know that he's awesome, yep. and uh, and so we're being transformed into his likeness. So the Lord wants to change our heart. And so just simply removing ourselves from the situation, that's not the final work. No. Um, just doing the unfriending, just doing the unfollowing, doing, you know, knowing uh top of mind, like, Oh, we're representing Jesus. That's, that's not the final work. It's, um, <clears throat> it's getting sober, right? Like getting sober long enough, uh, for the Lord to change our heart mm. rather than uh, getting off the group or out of the page where we're having issues. So yeah. For instance, an alcoholic, they have to do more work than just getting out of the bar and putting down the bottle, right? Sure. Ultimately, it's all a heart issue. There's an addiction. There's underlying issues. There's anger. There's pain. There's trauma, whatever it is. And so it's not just a social media or a people issue. We are the issue, right? We are the common denominator in all of our relationships and in all of our circumstances. We're the ones that are there every time. And so even though we might be the issue, we just have to know that the Lord loves us no matter what. He wants to do a work. He wants to help us um, in our heart where we have hate and anger and saltiness and pride. And so just know in all of this that the Lord does want to change our heart in this so that we can get on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram or whatever it is and use it for good and actually see some good things come from it and not allow it to be this triggering situation for us. And again, it's not that we need all of the people on our social media feed to change. It's that the Lord is going to be changing us. And so we'll end up with love and patience and kindness and peace and joy and all those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's that's something that I think when we recognize that, um, you know, you're talking about the just the getting sober aspect long enough that God can do that work, um, you know, Sometimes, like what you're having to do with the hiatus thing, right, is you're just, you're not you're not right. giving it up, but you're pulling away from it for a time so that you can you can let God challenge your heart, and um, you know that was kind of where I was at on Saturday as well because I just I got to the point where I was so frustrated and exhausted um, from everything that was going on. It wasn't even people necessarily um, triggering me per se, but it was just like just all the negativity, all just the the weightiness of stuff sometimes, uh, you have to pull away from as well. So, yeah.
0: And so you, so on that day where things just kind of got crazy, you decided to take a little bit of a a hiatus, but you told me that you went ahead and got back on. And then when you got back on, you, you went ahead and took (laughs) the advice that you're about to give to people with, uh, your next point. So what was that? What'd you do?
1: Um, well, I, first of all, I did your unfollow, unfollow, unfollow probably 8,000 times. Um, but then, Oh my gosh, <laughs> then I took it a I step further. I made the further. cut though. So that's good y- to know. Yeah, you did. Um, no, I, I, actually took it a step further on a couple, not many. Um, but, uh, the next one would be to unfriend and, or <laughs> block people. Um, and in my opinion, I feel like this is kind of a last resort option, um, like you said, like like I firmly uh, agree with as well, is that, you know, we're social birds. We want to interact with people. We want to foster uh, discussion. We, we don't want to shut discussion down. We realize people are going to disagree with us. I'm not going out there to make sure that everybody does agree with me. Um, but there are people out there who are really not interested in that, right? They're not interested right. in a... Um, what is it? A respectful discourse, meaning that we can discuss things, even disagree, but still be respectful and, and kind to one another. Right. Uh, there Some are people,
0: people don't agree with agree to disagree.
1: That's right. They say, no, you have to see it my way or you're going to burn in hell. I've actually literally right. been told that. So, oh my
0: gosh. Have, have you ever said to somebody, well, I'd agree to disagree. And they're like, no, I, I disagree.
1: Uh, yeah. More or less. <laughs> it's kind of funny.
0: It it's is. kind of funny.
1: It is. And it's sad that there are people out there like that, right? Um and and really there's there's no sense in filling up your news feed with other angry Christian salty dogs out there who don't care anything about keeping themselves in check. And all it's going to do is drag you down into the mire with them. Like it's going to bring you back into that mess. Um and right. this is the hard part, okay? This is the part that is the, probably the hardest pill to swallow. And and I had to do this with former pastors. I've had to do this with former friends. I even uh, had to do this with my, my own father. Um, oh, man. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you've been friends or family with them for years. If it's a toxic situation, right, to the point where everything they say or do triggers you, um, you may just have to let them go. Um, And they may just be, it it may very well be a situation where you just cannot be in that context with them. Um, Now, I put this in here, Proverbs 22, verses 24 through 25, it says this, um, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. And that was really... One, that was convicting for me, right? Because I'm thinking, wait, am I a man given to anger? Am I a wrathful man? Um, and how many people have I dragged into the mess with me? <laughs> right? Yeah. Just thinking right. about that, throwing that out there. Um, so and it's, it's true, because
0: a lot of times people will read something like this, and they'll be like, make no friendship with a man given to anger. Oh, well, you're you're the one that's given to anger, and so scripture tells me not to, not to be friends with you. And so, boom, justified. Yeah. But... Truthfully, the Proverbs are more for the wise to look into self first. Right. And then I believe the the fool is the one who doesn't see himself in the Proverb.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Everybody wants to see the fool as the other person, right? Oftentimes, exactly. I'm the fool. I think there's uh, several Proverbs that could be quoted in this situation. Uh, one that I think about is in the multitude of words, there is sin. Ah. Uh, Ooh. You yeah. Know, you know that right. one? You know that one?
0: Just I, I do, yeah. And then just like <laughs> we're typing out these big, huge, long comments like blah, bitty, blah, blah, blah. I'm so right. And Proverbs is, Proverbs is like, nope. No, you're not.
1: Nope. You're a bad man. You're, you're a- you you're know,
0: always, I always thought of Proverbs as Solomon's Twitter feed. <laughs> Touche. I like that. <clears throat> I thought about preaching a sermon series called Solomon's Twitter feed and then pulling some of the Proverbs out. Uh, tweeting. I think he gets it. I think he gets it done in like 120 words or less. Oh, most easy, of the time, don't you think? Easy or letters,
1: characters, yeah, far less actually. I would dare say most of his, most with of, room
0: for hashtags. Boom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hashtag uh, tweeting with Solomon. Uh, That's
0: right. Hey, so where were you going with that verse? I'm sorry. I kind of no, no. Uh, that a
1: little bit. Just just knowing that you know it. As hard as it is to to have to unfriend or block people, that sometimes if you find somebody who's toxic because they are constantly angry, look, I had people do it to me. I had so many people actually unfriend me because I was a man given to anger. um, That I had, I I just had a list of friends who actually just unfriended me or blocked me. Um, In fact, I'll even go so far as to say that I have noticed a difference in my relationships with some of those people when I have reversed course. Um, Hmm. Because, and I've had several of them, and I'm not doing this to like pat myself on the back. Uh, it's just more of an affirmation for myself that I'm moving in the right direction, um, but that I, I had several people actually come up to me and say to me that they um, appreciated where I've gone and where I've come from, and that well, that's good, you know, that they they see a change in me. And these are people that are not Christians. We're talking uh, at least a, two or three of them I know of are atheists. Um, oh wow. Right? And so and it wasn't because I backed up one bit on my beliefs. That's the thing. I didn't back up on my beliefs at all. And they know that. I just changed just my changed tone and my Yeah.
0: Yeah. everything. So. That's a big deal. You know, it makes me wonder and I I don't really know that I want to know, mm-hmm. but I can just kind of sense that maybe that has happened to me where there's some people who have just kind of said, "You know what? I'm I'm done with that guy." because I've I've had a couple years here of some saltiness and that kind of hurts my heart a little but yeah you know I know the Lord's full of grace and I can forgive myself and grow and move on and you know ask that the Lord may restore some of that if that has indeed happened in my life so right absolutely yeah so um can I move on to my last practical tip go for it okay great so my last tip is to establish a vision and a purpose for your social media usage. Now that may sound a little cliche or that might sound like you're starting a ministry or you're doing a church plan or something like that, right? Like mission, mission c values, boom, boom, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Print inviter cards, get a website going. But <laughs> um, but seriously, like, the, and I can tell you that's not actually something that I have done. And when I wrote this down, I thought, you know, I sh- if I'm going to get back on, I should probably decide... Why? Really think about why I'm going to be on social media. And I need to make sure that I stay in line with that vision and that that purpose for my social media feed. Um, you, I, I think I can actually choose which side of the double-edged sword social media will be for me. Mm-hmm. because it is a double-edged sword again it you know every everything anything can be used for for good or for evil right and so i've allowed social media to become this place where i i get on my pedestal and i rant and i rave and i come against people and make comments and do all these things and i've allowed it to become that <clears throat> right and if i've allowed it to become that i, I think i can actually decide to reverse course just kind of like you mentioned and so i think that's a really practical tool tip. Think about it. Um, you know, are you using it to build up and encourage people or using it to represent Christ? Well, just kind of like you talked about, you know, is it for staying connected with friends and family or using it as an outlet for your anger or discontentment, right? So yeah, we've, we've got to decide, uh, what it can be for us and we can really see it through a positive light and we can make that decision and say, Hey, guess what? I'm just not going to allow these things to, to, um, make me upset or angry the way that they have in the past. And so again, I can decide, Hey, guess what? I'm going to use my f- social media account uh, to stay connected with friends and family that I normally wouldn't see. Cause I live in a, I grew up in a different city and state, right. and I've moved away. And so I still stay connected and I have a podcast, I have a ministry. So I could just decide, Hey, friends, family, podcast, ministry, I'm only going to post about these things. I'm only going to be uplifting. I'm only going to be encouraging. And guess what? I'm in a place where I'm going to have to unfollow the groups. I'm going to have to unfollow the people. I may have to unfriend or block some people, but that's where I'm at. And I might just do those things and really kind of redeem. And I think we're talking redemption here, redeeming that platform of social media Mm, mm -hmm. in our lives and our heart, because we've allowed it to become something else. And at the same time, continuing to let the Lord redeem us and do his work in us. And so that's my final thought on Practical social media tips as an angry Christian and salty, salty
1: dog. No, that's good. What have you
0: got to close this out, Brad?
1: All right. Um, Two things. I'm going to go with this. One is this, and I think this is something that if we work on, and I know this is something that you and I both are working on, um, but that is working towards becoming physically and emotionally healthy. Um, Our physical and mental health – are actually linked together, right? Our emotional... Oh, absolutely. You know, how we are feeling physically often manifests itself itself in our emotions. Um, So if we hate ourselves, if we hate ourselves physically, you know, if we're feeling like crap all the time, we tend to treat people the same way, right? Um, Right. So when we're feeling good physically, it has a positive effect on our mental state. Uh, You know, one thing I've been doing over the last three weeks that I've been working, you know, from home due to this whole... COVID-19 thing is daily walks with my wife and kids. Um, Mm -hmm. I've also been going on daily rides on my bike. Uh, In fact, I'll give my kids some props. My oldest kid is 12. My youngest kid is uh, 3. He is actually turning 4. Uh, but my three oldest, uh, we did an eight mile bike ride, actually almost nine mile bike ride on Saturday. Uh, just that's pretty good. Yeah. So I've been actually pulling my two youngest kids on a bike trailer. (laughs) Um, wow. Yeah. Between the two of them, they're almost 90 pounds. So I've got no wonder you're losing weight, bro. Right. I've lost five pounds and, uh, I, I have a plan of losing at least 10 more pounds, but I can say that, you know, as I'm feeling better physically, um, it, it definitely is is taking a positive uh toll on my emotional and mental health as well um and so i that's great man when i can focus on those things and i can post pictures of my great dinners and my bike rides i'm focusing on the positive things that going on in my life and i'm not focusing on all of the nonsensical things that are happening around me that i can't control because guess what those are two things i can control um right my physical and emotional health and then finally this one I think is probably the most important. Um, it's probably it's the best, big kahuna. Oh, this is the big kahuna best practice right here, it's and the, that is this the tweetable. This is tweetable. Do it. I hope you got your fingers ready, and that is this. Write down, post cute puppy pictures. Um, Amen, hallelujah. Right, everybody loves puppies. You you can't if you go into a tense situation and you post a cute puppy. Instantly, the the situation is diffused. Right then, right there. Um, okay, now the real the real point hey, here. Hey, does that do I? <laughs> does that work
0: when you're fighting with your wife? Can you just like
1: hold up a puppy picture and everything's okay? That, or just come home with a puppy and just be like, "Hi, <laughs> I found this puppy." Uh, I've no. got an
0: even better one. When you're fighting with your wife, all you have to do is tell her, "Listen,
1: just calm down, honey." Oh, that usually diffuses. Yeah, it. that that works. Never, but yeah, um, you can try it. Uh, let me know how. That yeah, works. let us let us know how it works. <laughs> Email us. Uh, no, the the real point uh, here is not posting cute puppies. It is actually just the idea of diffusing the situation rather than exacerbating it. Um, maybe it really is a puppy picture. I don't know. Or maybe it's just simply excusing yourself from further discussion when you feel your temperature rising in the moment. And that one is probably the hardest one. And uh, I don't like to excuse myself because I feel like, uh, you know, I don't want them to have the last word, especially when they're wrong. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there have been several times where I've been in discussions recently where finally I just was like, you know what, you, you're going to believe what you're going to believe. And, and I have no ability to change that. And, and instead of beating this dead horse. Here's a, here's a puppy picture. I'm, I'm leaving the discussion. So
0: <laughs>
1: instead of beating a dead horse,
0: here's a gif of a laughing
1: horse. That's right. Of a cute, <laughs> cute miniature pony. Um,
0: yeah. And I, Hey, I wanted, I do want to say just one more thing and we didn't write this one down, but I was just thinking about it. You know, it, if you need to take the break, take the break. Like seriously, Oh yeah. social media is not life. It's not the end of the world. If you're not on for a couple of days, like if anything, you might actually be more present and enjoy your days a little bit better, not, you know, being knee deep and all the craziness. And it's not just the angry Christians and it's not just the things that trigger us, but you know, there's all kinds of news and things that get articles and, yeah. and you know, it's just kind of the same thing as maybe turn off the radio or the TV for a day. Ooh. We know things are crazy. We know, COVID-19 is doing its thing and people are on lockdown and people have lost jobs. Like we know the bad news and honestly, like a day of just maybe cutting that stuff all off and, and finding a place of peace, getting outside, running a bike, hanging with the kids, playing a game, doing man, all of that stuff is super beneficial. Just like you said, for your mental health and your physical health. And so maybe just decide to do that. And, and that's not me saying everybody has to do it. But it's me saying hey I, I want to give you permission to actually go ahead and do that and maybe try it out if you feel like it's something you need to happen for yourself That's so right. Take- hey I, I do have a I do have a resource that I can lead people to okay um, there's this uh, website and I actually paid for it oh um, it's called freedom and it is a I, I pay for it I can't remember what I paid maybe like 20 bucks for the year. Um, but it is software that you can put on your phone and your computer and you can actually create different um, times. They call them sessions. Mm -hmm. So I can go on and I can create a session and I can say, Hey, for the next four hours, I'm going to block myself on my website or my uh, laptop and on my, my iPhone from certain, um, from certain websites. Mm -hmm. And so they actually they, you have a block list and it says block these distractions. And so then I have these different block lists that one's called distraction and there's 11 things I've blocked. Uh, one's called, uh, iPhone and I've got another 10 things blocked. And so <laughs> I can go and start those sessions throughout the day and, uh, and just say, Hey, for the next four hours, I got to get stuff done. So I'm, I'm literally going to block myself with Software from being able to get on these websites and that's just a tool that I've needed because I I lack the self-control and let me tell you I'm I I don't work for freedom I pay for their service you know this isn't um, the podcast being supported financially although I wish it was freedom if you're listening to this hook it up (laughs) but But just a just a practical resource. Maybe some people don't have that self control. Is something I've used in the past to help myself get off for just a, a little bit of time. So want to throw that out there.
1: Absolutely, I just found it and I'm gonna have to check that check that one out. So yep, cool. Well, man. Take it away, Brad. All right, man. Well, we really appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully, these were practical steps that you guys can really put into practice. Uh, we really did try to keep it as simple as possible. I mean, these are all things we can all do. These are all things that uh, Jason and I are trying to practice ourselves. So we're not just preaching at you. We're trying to practice what we preach. And uh, and we do this because we want to be better <laughs> than what we've been. And uh, we know that True. We, we have a future uh, that is bright before us uh, as long as we don't get in our own way. So, Right. yep. Um, anyway, we appreciate you all. We thank you. Jason, what is your sign-off? What do you guys say at the end of your podcast?
0: uh typically me and my co-host we just say salty dogs out
1: salty dogs out and then i just say don't be angry there it is all right see y'all on the flip side